Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Fourth and final hour here live on a Tuesday. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise with you. Chris Mason, Preds TV analyst, will come up at the bottom of the hour. The big finish at 9.45. Uh, also, we'll get back to our top four Tuesday in college football. But the Natural Predators just sent out an email, a media advisory. Uh, and I'm just going to take a shot here. I have no idea what this means, but Predators to make major hockey announcement today at 11.30. Could that mean they're announcing a Roman Yossi contract? Am I, I out of line for speculating? Uh, it could be the logo for the Winter Classic, the jersey. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Could be the jersey for the Winter Classic. Not that that's the, a bad the, thing. The, but... the sweater. Mm. Yeah, it could be. The sweater. We don't know. Damn. <laughs> I mean, but that guy hey, can dream. Our show would have been made good, for tomorrow. Hey, that guy that, can that dream. Roman Yossi, 9.5, your that's thoughts? That's a good guess. It's a good guess. Yeah, it's not a bad guess. All right, just throwing throwing darts, seeing what sticks. Uh, throw yeah. the spaghetti against the wall. Hopefully, it sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate wants to check in on Marquise Munson's dating list and dating life. Nate, you go ahead. So it's more of a question because it's kind of in line with his um, dating life thing. I was driving for a company in um, Chattanooga, and you know how most places don't allow smoking in bars, but some do, and you have to be like 21 to get in. And I asked these people from the north um, if they allowed, if they, if it was true that they allowed smoking in this specific establishment, and they said that is such a southern question. And I'm like, how is that such a southern question to ask if they actually allow smoking in a bar? So, do people smoke more in the north as opposed to the south, or vice versa? Mm, I don't know. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. I would say there's far less. I, I, I don't know. I've been in New York a bunch because my brothers live up there. There's very few places you can smoke. Yeah, yeah. Inside, very, very few, which is a good thing. Yeah, I love it. The reason smoking has gone down is not because people quit. It's because we learned that smoking kills you. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's just young people never started. Now they're starting something else now. They should ban smoking from every establishment. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Can't In fact, it, I, it, was, it was during my years of college that I, you know, I'd come home from you know, doing regular college kid uh-huh. things. And you'd have like you'd have to separate your clothes. Exactly. Like you'd have to put them in another room. Smell like smoke. Like all right, there's the smoke pile. We're gonna do that laundry load <laughs> another time because it smells and reeks of the bar the night before. And and now like you, you just go to a restaurant or a bar and your clothing doesn't smell like cigarette. Ash. Yeah, and I don't have a problem if you smoke. I mean that's your. Prerogative. Yeah, go do whatever you yeah, want, man. No, that's your problem. One but, of my closest you know, buddies smokes cigarettes, and I'm like, I have dude, a problem gonna, with it's gonna it. kill you, man. So I'm just like, hey, you know. So, but here's a question though for you guys because you can't like. You can't shame somebody. No, I don't shame a person, but I even do have if a you problem ca- with it. But even if you care about them and mm-hmm. you and you really love somebody and you're like, "Man, dude, you really got to smoke. Mm-hmm. You got to stop smoking. Like it's going to kill you. You got kids." Like how do you go about having that conversation with somebody cuz he already knows, mm-hmm. right? So you can't say anything to him. Uh, what do you do? I don't know. Just you can't do anything. It's got to want to stop, I guess. <laughs> All right. So one thing I want to get to really quickly. I got a, We got a tweet from Jeremiah, diehard listener, and he says the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, he sends a screenshot. This is in like some type of message board discussion. So we're talking vols. We're talking discussions and message boards, which is, you know, where all the same people live. 
And he says the Tennessee Volunteers can still win the SEC East. <laughs> Did you guys know this? Now, let me run this by you. Of course. So Georgia beats Florida. Mm-hmm. F- certainly feasible. Five and a half point favorite, right? Nobody mm-hmm. has an issue with that, right? Okay. Before okay, before you go through all of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> UT's record in conference is what again? They've uh, they've got two wins. Two wins. Mississippi State and okay. uh, South Carolina. So they're two and I don't know. Well, they've lost to Bama, Florida, yeah. and Georgia. So yeah. two and three. Two and three. So Georgia beats Florida. Mm-hmm. Nobody would object to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. The Vols beat Kentucky. Sure. Yeah, that can happen, yeah. Okay. Vandy beats Florida. <laughs> okay. okay. Keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> Missouri beats Georgia. Not the way they've played the last two yeah, weeks. They seem they've like been going down here. Yeah, they've been bad okay. the last two weeks. Auburn beats Georgia. Totally possible. Yeah. Missouri beats Florida. They've, they've beaten them, I think, two years in a row. So it's possible, okay. but they've not played good football lately. Mm-hmm. The Vols beat Missouri. Sure. Yeah. Tough, tough, but sure. The Vols beat Vandy. Sure. Yeah. And Texas A&M beats Georgia. Mm, probably. That's that's possible. So only mm. one or two of those things I say, that I mentioned are complete long shots, like Vandy beating Florida. I, I mean, there's probably yeah. like four or five long shots, but like you know, in college football, we're seeing teams as 20-point underdogs win all the time right yep. now. Mm-hmm. Like Vandy wins as a 20-point underdog. That, that would give us a final standings in the East of Tennessee 5-3, and three, Missouri 5-3, and three, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Vandy 4-4, four and four, Kentucky 3-5. and five. You would have an 8-5 and five Tennessee team. I guess mathematically, yes, they can win. Like it's Halloween, and mathematically, technically, technically, Tennessee can still win the East. Yeah. How many games did you have to read though to make that case? Exactly. Like, you um, had to go to basically read how many a chapter. Tur- how many turns into the corn maze did you have to go yeah. to get to that result? About nine. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. You basically was. Or, like, or how about like, this? Like, I just wanted to give the audience something positive. Here's what's, here's, here's what's going to happen: the winner of the Georgia Florida game this weekend is going to yeah. win the East. How about yeah, that? you can just say that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you were you were the guy that was driving to a new town, and where they don't use GPS, and they said, and you said, so where's where's the nearest gas station? And they said, well, go up to the second light, make a left, <laughs> and Bob's then Steakhouse, take you're going right. to see Bob's get, Bob's Steakhouse, and you make another left, and then you're going to see Susanna on the porch yeah. with the red door, yeah. and then you want to make another right when, at that one. And when you see the mailbox with a cow on yeah. it, take a right. <laughs> and you should be there. Yeah, it's right there at the end of that road. With the the eight-year-old playing the banjo. (laughs) So they they give the layout of what happens, Mm -hmm. what the final standings are, and then the last question is at the bottom of this discussion. It says, so now that that we've settled that, the real question here, does eight and five SEC champion Tennessee get into the playoff? What? (laughs) I swear to God, that's what it says. Oh, wow. Dude. No. What is... I just wanted to troll people. What is... What is... Is this person smoking early in the morning? how How about this? How about this? Auburn... Auburn could still get to the SEC title game, and their resume would be wins over Oregon, wins uh-huh. over L- win over Alabama. They'd have to beat Georgia or Florida in yeah. the SEC East. They would have four or five huge wins, and their only losses would be a what three point loss to Florida and a three point loss to LSU. That team still probably isn't getting into the playoff at eleven and two, uh-huh. and they would have a killer resume. Chris Mason, bottom of the hour, the big finish at nine forty five. We're back after this with our top four Tuesday in college football. Stay there. All right, top four Tuesday college football coming up in just about five minutes. But as I read the email that we got at the beginning of the 9 o'clock segment from the Predators, it says, Media Advisory Predators to make major hockey announcement today. 
And it says in detail the Nashville Predators will make a major hockey announcement today at 11.30 Central Time in Bridgestone Arena's event-level media lounge. Mm. Uh, so... Here you know we we were like my first thought was okay Roman Yossi contract done they're going to announce it mm. and then you guys had mentioned the Winter Classic logo we said you weren't wrong we probably I, I just, not far off I don't think you can just, la- it's all speculation here I don't think you can label an email major hockey announcement and then say it's the sweaters the sweater lo- like I don't think that's major as cool as that is mm. now I know you want to build hype for your own brand and your own announcement and your own right, game right. coming up I it's, get all that smart PR yeah. it is. Uh, but I texted somebody, and he, this person believes it is the Yossi deal. He's still digging for uh, for answers, but he believes it's the Yossi deal. So mm. we kind of said in passing at, what, 7.45 this morning, mm. Roman Yossi, second star of the week in the NHL. Every day that goes by. Every he, day goes by. He gets more leverage. Mm-hmm. If that is, in fact, the announcement today in two hours and 15 minutes, are we talking $9.5 million? He, here, here's the only thing I'd, I'd like to to know from Preds fans again this is all hypothetical here I just I would like to know what number they could announce that you'd be upset with because I'm not sure there is one like I, I don't think be, how I can you be, be mad at 10 and, and I'm, not ta- I'm talking about fans I'm not right. talking about us like our job is to be critical and like we have to look at a contract and look at the years and look at the AAV and say okay that's a little bit much for the market or like we have to be far more critical of these things than the fan does. But is who's going to be outraged over 10 million? For a guy Is there a fan that's going to be outraged no matter yeah, what the number is? For a guy that for a guy that has produced I couldn't care less what they gave him. He's produced, he's proven. So if they want to give him 20 million, I'm like, "Okay, y'all got to pay it, but okay, I'm not Hey, listen, he's proven that It's all funny money. He's 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 one of the best players in the National Hockey League. So if you want to give him ten million, give him ten million. I'm not going to argue. You want to give him twelve? Give him twelve. He's proven it. I can see if he didn't prove it, and then you gave him now, twelve. If they gave I'm him, like, uh, maybe that wasn't smart. If they but. give him twelve, I think it would be a smart analysis of us on this show to say they overpaid. That 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 you overpaid for a guy, but that's not the way a fan would react. The fan's going to go, "We have our captain locked up. It, it's not their money." But l- l- let's set these parameters. I'm looking at Spotrack.com top blue line salaries in the league. Eric Carlson makes eleven five. Drew Doughty makes 11. P.K. Subban makes 9. Those are your top three. He'll be above P.K. Subban. So he's clearly above Subban at 9. He's going to be less than Doughty, I would assume, at 11. So if if anybody gripes about 10, I don't know what your beef is. Yeah, I don't think think there's grounds for disappointment if you're a fan, no matter the number. I don't think it matters. Again, is it going to hurt your team in three or four years? That's our jobs to, to look at that and say, hey, you know, this is too much money. You know, whatever. Maybe there's a no trade clause, you know, whatever it might be. The, the the stuff that David Poyle works into those contracts, right? He did a little bit with Duchesne on the salary uh, from a signing bonus and a, and a no-trade clause in the final couple years. You know, like all these little mm-hmm. things that he doesn't always do. He only has done it for Pekka, basically. If he, you know, if, if he starts working more of these things, all those details, those are things that we analyze. Those aren't things pl- that fans should care about. Yeah. Fans should work, say, is our guy signed or not? Exactly. And, and, that's, and here's the other thing. If, if you're the Predators and you're offering him eight and a half, eight and three quarters, nine, and his camp is saying nine seven five, and you guys have had this disagreement all season. What have I said the entire time? If you believe that Roman Yossi is the guy to captain your team to a Stanley Cup championship, what does the extra three quarters of a million dollars matter? It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter if he's the guy that you think should captain your team to a championship. You pay that man his money. I think they believe he is, but in negotiation, it's like okay, how much can we? get away with not paying them. Uh, Well, 
as the season is going on, um, you're not getting away with anything. Because the more games you play, it seems the better he's becoming. And you're going to have to pay this man his money. So, yeah, yeah. you might have started off at, yeah. nah, we're not going to give him no more than eight, seven, five, or 9. Well, now it's up to nine and a half, ten. If they, so if, pay him. If he wants 13 and you're at eight and a half, yeah, you're at a huge impasse. Yeah, we got a problem. There's a huge impasse there. Anything under $2 million, it's eventually you need to cave as an organization. Because otherwise you don't believe that he's the guy to carry you to a championship, right? I mean, otherwise that's what you're saying to your, to your team and to your fans. is going, man, this guy is not going to be our captain. He, we're going to change captains again, and he, we don't believe that he's the guy to lead us to a championship. Then that's when you hold firm on your dollar How figure. How old is Yossi? Late twenty eight, maybe. I'll check. Yeah, but I, what I was going to say was, you know, a half million, three quarters of a million dollar difference. That's all funny money to these guys at this level as a pro sports franchise. I mean, to the team, not to twenty nine. By the okay. way, player, I want the player to get every penny. Exactly. But these these teams are rolling in money because of television contracts and all that. Like if you're if you're the Predators and if you're Yossi and it's coming down to less than a million dollars. It, it, at that point, then, I don't think it's so much about the money. It's about ego and pride and who concedes. Is it, it not? Could be, it could be the structure. It could be, I want that. We trade. want this. No trade clause. And no, we're not willing yeah. to give you this. Uh, we know that now the door is open, you know, with the whole no trade clause thing. Peter has opened me, um, David has opened up the door to that. And, so, and, and we're acknowledging you know. that you know half a million dollars or three quarters of a million dollars per year can eventually build up to seven or eight million dollars. Oh, sure. If you give yeah, an eight, yeah. if it's an eight if it's an eight year contract at seven per versus eight years at eight per, I mean I understand that that's mm-hmm. an eight million dollar difference, not a million dollar difference. Mm-hmm. I get it; it's multiplied by years. We, we know how to do math, but uh, th- that is something to consider. I, I just again, I just don't think if you're if you're within I, I don't know. It's just to me, it's fairly simple. If you're within a certain realm of of being close on both sides, just get just give him the money, mm, because yeah. like you clearly believe. Because here's the deal: if you're going to sign him, you are saying to everyone that you believe he is going to be the captain for that number of years. Let's say mm-hmm. he signs an eight year contract; he's going to be the captain for those eight years, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to take the captaincy away from him. So he's you're what you're saying is you are our guy to captain our team for the next eight years. At that, once you've said that to your team, what what does the dollar figure really matter? Yeah. We'll see. And keep in mind, too. If that is, in fact, what's happening today, which we are guessing. Cap sport. So salary cap certainly plays in where you're at as far as reaching the max and all Mm -hmm. that. But if it comes down to three-quarters of a million, even a million dollars, and we're talking about a guy as good as Roman Yossi, the captain of your team, who could very well win the Norris Trophy this year, you make it work financially by making a more expendable player Mm-hmm. Adjust, like you, you either make a trade or you, you do whatever you got to do to to fit it within a budget, right? Yeah, and, and here's who comes off the books: uh, Mikael Granlund comes off the books next year at five seven five. That's off the books next year. Craig Smith's at four and a quarter. That's off the books next year. Pekka's deal goes down next year, mm-hmm. so all this stuff kicks in next year, and you still have lots of ways to make up potential salary jump that Rose, that Roman Yossi would go. Let's say it's ten million, just to, for for ease of of numbers here. He goes from three million to ten million. You got to make up that plus seven somewhere, right? Well, if you just let Craig Smith go, that's more than half of it, right there. Well, it could also I don't think be. they can re-sign both Craig Smith or Granlund, and Kyle Turris's six million dollars mm-hmm. could be on the could could be a part of a trade. So well, there's lots of ways to find the money. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think it's if indeed this is it, um, and maybe they're not off. 
a lot when it comes to per year. Maybe it's the structure of the contract. You know, what am I getting? Signing bonus. Um, yeah, it could be a few things that, that are kind of holding the deal back. And maybe if this is indeed the announcement, they've worked all of that what, out. What numbers would surprise you guys? 10-5. That, what, really? What would surprise I, I don't think that would surprise me? I think Not 11, that I'm against yeah. it, but I think, I think above uh, 10 would surprise me. I think what 11 would surprise me, me if he gets less than 9-5? Less than 9? That and, would surprise me. Anything above that wouldn't surprise me. Nothing would surprise me. I think 11 would surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think he's, he's earned it. He, here's why anything above 10 would surprise me. Because Poyle. Because David Poyle yeah. always seems to get the best of the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think right now, he with, offers the way, other stuff. with the way hockey is going and what he's – he and his agent, they're watching guys get paid. And they're saying our guy is as good or better than some of these guys. And we're not taking, you know, two, three million less uh, moving forward. And, and yes, you, you're great at negotiating contracts, um, David. But on this one, we're going to get what we're worth. Because we know that once we sign this contract, you're going to get every penny. You're going to get out of my client every penny that you gave him. Yeah. Let me make a, because you guys know I love sports betting. Mm-hmm. I'll make a comparison here with David Poyle. David Poyle's the sports better who jumps on a line, a sports gambling line, mm-hmm. when it first comes out, and let's say the Patriots are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. David Poyle gets it at six-and-a-half right away because he's that, he's that sharp, he's that smart. The line goes up to seven, seven-and-a-half. By kickoff, it's eight-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Patriots win by seven. David Poyle just cashed his betting ticket. <laughs> Those of you who bet him at minus seven and a half, minus yeah. eight, lost. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. That's David is. Poyle. He, yeah, gets, he gets the best of the number. And, and, and again, it's and the strategy he's always employed is I'm never going to give no trade, like no movement clauses. I'm not going to use those on anybody. So he's always got that chip in, the, in his back pocket, right? So he can go to, to Matt Duchesne or Ryan Ellis and say, hey, well, I'll, I'll give you a no movement clause for the last three years. For limit, but it'll be limited. It'll be limited, but I'm going to give it to you because I don't give it to anybody else. But you got to take a little less. Well, he can't do that now, and because he's given it already. Well, but he's not not really. He's only given a li- like it's like a pseudo no movement to but, Matt Duchesne. But he went from not doing it to doing it. So now you can't hold that in your pocket. You can't say, ah, oh, this is the carrot I'm dangling over people's head. Well, no, because if I'm Yossi, I'm like, well, you've already done that. So. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. All right, it's fairly limited. I think it's a seven-team no movement clause. I think for for Duchesne, and I think it's only for the last couple of years of his deal. So, but, it, but they gave it. So, but but if that's the carrot he can use with Yossi, then that's a good that'll that'll bring the price down a little bit as well. So, big finish coming up in twenty minutes. Up next, we talk to our buddy Chris Mason, Pred TV analyst here on Morning Drive. That's right. Stop and listen, because Chris Mason is joining us, Preds TV analyst, and it's always a good 10 minutes spent every Tuesday here on the show. See, Mace, we appreciate a few. How are you doing this morning? Thank you, guys. I'm doing great. That was great. That was uh, great intro music there, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you make of tonight? Because we, we mentioned this earlier. The Blackhawks were coming off of a, a four-game losing streak. They snapped it. The Preds on a three-game win streak. From your perspective, do rivalries lose a little juice when you're down like Chicago is? I think so. I think it's it's hard to um, you know have that at, you know when it's at its pinnacle when both teams are good and you know like the Preds were on the rise and the Blackhawks were at the top of their game and there was kind of a, a shift in that and the Blackhawks went in the re, the rebuild mode and then um, 
you know, the Predators have been a top team. So I, I really, I think it does, but um, I, I, it's still definitely there. I know, like, both both clubs just can't stand each other, which is always good. And no matter what, you know, situation uh, either side is in, you're, you know you're going to get a good hockey game. And this league, with that rivalry and the history that they have, um, it makes for good entertainment. So I, I think it's definitely still there, but not. I, I don't think it's quite you know, the same as it was before. I know it's real early in the season here, about an eighth of the way through or whatever, but, but we, you know, we thought the central was going to be, you know, Minnesota at the, the, at the, at the bottom and sort of everybody else. What have you learned that's maybe different about this division? I I think that's, I mean, I think that's kind of the the way it is still. I I think, you know, you have every team, even Chicago, they, they have a lot of guys that can put the puck in the net. They are definitely going through, a rebuild. They got some good younger players, I think, coming up. But they have, you know, two good goaltenders, really good goaltenders. Crawford's off to a slower start, but um, you know he's a high end guy for sure. And then Robert uh, Robin Leonard um, is is obviously, you know, he's had a resurgence in his career and he's off to a good start. I think they're, you know, they've went with Crawford a little more, but um, as it goes on, that's why you get a guy like Robin Leonard because uh, you know you're going to need two guys and. Then, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who goes tonight. But they got guys. Patrick Kane. He's playing last year, one of his best years of his career. And then Alex DeBrinket. They they have guys that can you know put the puck in the net. So I, I just I just think any given night, you know, you have to bring your best game. You you can't expect to to roll in just because you're you know higher in the standings or you're projected to be better. You can't roll in and play a game at you know seventy five eighty percent. You have to give every team your best. That's why you know you're considered a better team. And in this league, I think even Minnesota, we saw, you know, I think Nashville's obviously a better team, but they have a lot of capable players and they have a, they play a certain style of hockey that, you know, allows them to stay in hockey games and maybe trip some of those 2-1, 3-2 kind of victories. Oh, you're never going to get an easy game with them. And I just think it's it's so strong. And even, even Winnipeg, you know, they're, on the back end there, they're, they're a little weak because they've lost a lot of guys and Buffalo's still... Uh, not back yet, so they they definitely went down a few ticks. But if you look at the top four, I mean, I, I don't think you can find another division with as top heavy as the Central Division. It's just you have to fight for every point. These these teams kill each other. They hate each other in this division because it's been so competitive for so many years. So I, I just think it's just that every point you just got to earn it. Uh, and so, with that being said, is it is it something as small as? you know, what the Predators are doing now in regards to their power play. They went from basically dead last to to right above the middle of the pack um, in, in the NHL at this point in time um, because we know just about all these teams can score. It's, okay, what are the other little tangible things you can do as a as a team that's going to keep you above everyone else? Oh, absolutely. That The power play is, is a weapon. When you get in these, in these hockey games, you know, you're playing Tampa Bay, same thing. You know, you get the power play at those opportune times, five minutes left in a hockey game, and, and you, you know, you're, you get it, you go on the power play. That's, you need your power play to score. It's such a huge difference maker uh, to, to get those one or two points. If you're talking about trying to win a, a division again, you know, let's say your power play single-handedly gets you, wins you two or three hockey games, six points. That's the difference between first and second. That's the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. It's such a fine line. And for the Predators to have had that success on the power play early in the season, they've got a lot of extra points because of it. 
you know, so it's uh, it, it's definitely something that you know every good hockey team has to have. It was kind of an anomaly last year that the Preds were able to to win the Central Division with a lot. I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm not uh, digging into the history books or anything, but you have a last place power team in the league and you win your division. That's pretty crazy. But uh, to, to have that going for the guys right now and just the the time, the timely goals that they're scoring. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to have success, you know, postseason and, and beyond that, you gotta you gotta have a power play that's gonna help you win some hockey games. Mace, final one for you. Big news from St. Louis yesterday with Vladimir Tarasenko. He's going to be reevaluated in five months after surgery. So basically, almost a you know majority of the season he's going to be out. Just how big of a blow is that for St. Louis as far as? Trying to stay on pace with the Predators and catch Colorado. That's a it's a huge blow for them. I, but I, I honestly I think they've got a deep hockey team. The way that they play the game, I think that that's a team that will be able to endure that. And I still think they're going to be you know obviously in the goal scoring department they're going to take a big hit. But I think the way that they play and the strength of their back end and um, the brand of hockey they're they're tough. They play that playoff style hockey. They play a big you know, heavy kind of game. I think that that's a team that, you know, can not necessarily afford to lose a guy like that, but I think that they'll be okay and they're going to, they're going to be competing. I don't think they're going to fall off the map because they lost Tarasenko, even though he's a, you know, an elite player in this league, they've got enough depth on there um, to, to sustain success. So I, I'm not too worried about that. If they lose another one, maybe, you know, a Ryan O'Reilly or something like that, then, then maybe you're in trouble, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, Mace, I know you've been on the air with us, so you don't you haven't seen a couple of these reports from Pierre LeBron and, and Elliot Friedman reporting that 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 Roman Yossi's contract could be worth a little bit more than nine million per year at about eight million or at at eight years. What would you do with seventy five million dollars, Chris? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I, probably, <laughs> <laughs> I have not, honestly, I have no idea. But uh, I'm sure I can think of about a million seventy five million different things to do with it. That's a lot of wigs, man. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot of wigs. Yeah. Mace, good stuff as always. We appreciate it. Okay, see you guys. Thanks, you got Dave. it. Chris Mason joining us. Uh, both Elliot Friedman and Pierre Lebrun reporting, and I believe they both have blue check marks, right? So both of them reporting currently that this, this announcement is leaning Roman Yossi and that it's looking like an eight-year contract worth north of $9 million per year so if, if it is just slightly above nine per i think it's a win for david poyle david freaking poyle how do you do it and, and well, I, like what is his like i don't understand how you pull it off because uh, i don't know that yossi would have taken it i don't know how he takes it that, well somebody says hey here's 75 million dollars no mean, i know but know, it's, it's like lot, it's a lot of money i'm thinking yossi's like yeah all right the season i'm having i'm thinking it, at least nine five minimum and anything over nine makes him the third highest paid defenseman in the world so I, I think that's about right. I don't think he's the best defenseman in the world, but third best, maybe, probably so. And to get paid like that, I think it's fair market value and, and a good job by both sides to get it done. If that is, in fact, what's what's going to happen. But you've got main, you got big, big national people reporting. So. Yep. All right. So we'll find out. Announcement little less than two hours. Roman Yossi might be going to the bank. Do you go to the bank when you get seventy five uh, million? Do you use checking, saving? I mean, how do you but, how do you deposit that? Deposit it. <laughs> Mace, you, you it lived is, it. How do you? How do you? It is, it is guaranteed. Um, I, I will say this: it does. Pierre LeBron is also reporting that it includes a full no movement clause. Well, that's huge. Um, which that Nashville huge. never gives out. It also looks like the the contract could be front loaded as well. Don't know what the details are. Again, this is just reports on Twitter by 
by a couple of folks that that are sort of you know sort of in the know here. So. You 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 personally, let's say you were Roman Yossi, you give up a half million per year for the sake of a no movement clause. I, I have no. Is it idea. worth the value? Yeah, there? I have no idea to be honest. Um, to have complete control over your destination is 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 worth something. It's pretty valuable. Yeah, it's worth something. I don't know. You know, what, everybody views that differently, right? I mean. Um, Basically, they don't ever give those out, and so if it's a full no movement across the entire board for the entire deal, that's a lot of player control that the player will have, a lot of power there. So I'm going to go down the hallway and see if I can get a no movement close. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Mm. Guys, let me talk to you about Xfinity, and of course, um, the, the wonderful folks over at Xfinity always take care of my house. They're complete home entertainment um, service, but not just in the home. You know about the 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 excellent voice remote. I talk to you about that all the time. You know about, uh, of of course, the the DVR system. You can pause a game in one room, like the office, and then go pick the game up again in the big big room when the wife goes to bed. You can just slide right out there into the into the living room and you get your big old TV back on the game like you want. Um, you got eight different channel guides. So many great stuff. So much great stuff. But the app is fantastic as well. I want to remind people because we use the app constantly. So I was making dinner for the kids because I was with the kids by myself on Saturday night, and I had the Auburn LSU game on TV, but I needed to watch the Tennessee game, so I pulled it up on the iPad there on the app while I'm making dinner for the two little screaming children there in the kitchen sitting in their chairs demanding food. You've got to feed them. So I'm making dinner, and I got the Tennessee game going on on the app there. Uh, my wife uses the app all the time. The, the Xfinity app is fantastic. You can pick up all your live programming. You can access your DVR. It's fantastic. It's excellent. It's awesome, and it makes your life simple and easy, and that's what Xfinity does, simple, easy, and awesome. The app is just a small part of it, among many, many other things that Xfinity brings to your home, whether it's home security, mobile, you name it, they've got it. 1-800-XFINITY, Xfinity.com, or pop into an Xfinity store today for more details. We've had a big show. Big finish time. We do it each and every day here at 945 on Morning Drive. And Braden Gall, the big finish brought to you by Nashville SC. That's Nashville Soccer Club playing, of course, at home again this weekend against Indy 11. Go buy season tickets for their inaugural MLS season. NashvilleSC.com is a website. Go buy some tickets, man. Some tickies. NashvilleSC.com. Yeah, buy like $72 million worth. That's what Roman Yossi would do, right? That's a lot of money. Rewind. And we welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Morning Drive, off and running live here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Man, I wish I could curse right now. Wow, yeah. it's so early I really for that. really do, man. So early for cursing. I just want to go straight dolomite. Just. <laughs> Not dynamite. <laughs> Not dynamite. Not James Dolan. Not J.J. Evans. I'd, I'd, Evans. I'd like someone to go dynamite on James Dolan, actually. I think Charles Oakley tried to, but now he's not allowed back in yeah, MSG. Yeah. I came so close to betting on the Knicks last night. I saw they were a two-point underdog. I said, you didn't take it? I said, no. I, I got the Warriors. Uh-huh. I took the Blazers. Warriors but Damian, By the way, Damian Lillard tried to throw that game away. You're such a sick and twisted individual. And I took the Vancouver Canucks last night. I bet hockey, late-night hockey, that I couldn't even watch. What is wrong with you? It's an addiction. Clearly, yeah, yeah, I see. <laughs> but I you like winning on the Canucks of all people. Derek, we've been doing this show a little. They scored over. five goals in the first period. Oh, hell, we will be doing this show as of <laughs> He's dancing, literally dancing. Since it's a Tuesday and we do our top four, oh, you know what you know what you need to do right now. Uh, hang on, let me take my headset off. Should I go with the new one or the old one? The new one, new, new one, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> top four Tuesday. 
There it is. There you go. He went, he went back to like an original album and did like a yes. like an old a remix. An old yeah, it's an old, old remix. <laughs> played all the hits during the live show. I like it. We love playing hits. Just play the hits, boys. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I kind of feel like sticking with Kyle Allen's the right move. Yeah, I, it is, but hang on. Just give me a second. I'm going to go to my fantasy lineup and put Tennessee Titans defense into my lineup real fast here. Um, so you like the matchup this week? I, I mean, I like it better than playing Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, better. So No, I would have. I would take the matchup versus Cam before I take it versus Kyle Allen. Here's the reason. Cam is still hurt. Even if they would have started him this week, he's still not 100%. We've seen Cam when he's not 100%. He's just not yeah. the same quarterback. What they're going to have to do is, if you stop, which is a truly tall task, if you stop Christian McCaffrey, then you stop their offense. But that's a big if. So this past week with the Titans winning, it was the first time I actually predicted a Titans game correctly. Nice. Wow. So, so uh, how does it feel? Can you feels tell us how you feel? And, and I think Floyd Reese did as well. We were both 0-7 um, going into that game. But I, my gut feeling for this one, just because we know the NFL is so bizarre and the Titans don't stack together too many wins too often, it feels like after Carolina got embarrassed returning home, yeah, it's not good. Titans winning two in a row, it's not good. I don't have a good feel for this one. I, I'm with you on this one. I, I think Carolina leads the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. It's time to welcome in our resident general manager, Floyd Reese. Well, I think this is just a gut feeling, but I'm not sure he wants to get rid of any more draft currency. You know, so I'm thinking he's not necessarily going to be one to jump out and give away draft choices for a player. Now, I could be completely wrong, but that's just me. I think if anything is done, it's probably going to be a player for a player. And I think it'll probably be some, you know, maybe somebody not significant because... You know, I don't know who on on our team that would be significant that you would really want to trade. And so I I think, you know, I don't expect to see a great deal. And John has always been willing to make deals. You know, it's not that he's ever been hesitant, but I just don't see maybe this situation. We will get to you coming up around 7.15. Oh, will we? Oh, we will. Okay. You like this? What are you doing? I just feel like, man. Is there a bird in the studio? (laughs) (laughs) That's that too short, man. That's that too short, man. (laughs) You know a t-shirt shit all the time. I can go for shorty right now. Just saying. Shoot. <laughs> it's hard to make Derek uncomfortable. God. And Nick manages to do it at least once a show. That's the goal. Oh Bucket goodness. list. Checklist. Boom. Oh. Derek, do you just want to take Nick out with you everywhere you go in social settings and just bring him along? <laughs> just to make it awkward on you and then walk Just to make it as awkward as Just to make an awkward joke and then leave you oh, standing right there goodness. to explain. I do not know the white guy. <laughs> This is a little, yeah, and, you need some time. And I'm going to have people just falling out of their cars, literally <laughs> driving, and they're going to get so upset. Well, now you have to tease them. Yeah. Well, if you're so on your upset. way to Smyrna on 24, you could legitimately fall out of your car because the road's just bumpy as hell. <laughs> so stick around. I'm used to that in my neighborhood, too. Exactly. So I got, I got something for you. All right. I got something for oh, you. Oh, can't yeah. wait. It's going to make your head explode. Good. I need a good explosion. And you get to see Scanner. Scanner, my boy. That's mm-hmm. my boy. That's your boy. Scanner, yeah. Group. Dude, that's a no. I'm just saying. That's a hell of, of a prize of, pack, boys. Of the, oh yeah, one of the guys. That's Good my night. Dude, do my deeds. Yeah. What? One of them? Yeah, one of them. The Wiz. Blame the Wiz, Philip. How'd you get nine kids? Blame the Wiz. And that was his boy, wasn't it? He yeah. and Wiz yeah. were like that. They yeah. were tight. What did I miss? Is Ken Wizenhunt a bad dude? Ken Wizenhunt didn't exactly endear yeah. himself to the to the national yeah. community. 
Okay. He he didn't he, he didn't open his arms when he, he came to Nashville. He get, he put in literally zero effort to like work himself into the, the city, right? Like whether it's with former players, whether it's with the media, with the fans, he just sort of thought he was better than everybody else. He kind was of just sort of mm. getting with it. That's, yeah, okay. that's why we blame it. Yeah, that's why we blame everything on on, on Wizenhut. Everything mm-hmm. that happens. You know, I, I, it, blame, it doesn't matter. A rain day was with the hunts. There's no toilet paper. Yeah, with the hunts. Yeah. Yep. Speaking like of no there? toilet paper, I, I, we gotta we gotta get restocked oh, in the wow. bathroom. <laughs> Went in there <laughs> early this morning. There's nothing in there. Oh, I was just in there. That's all good. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> I got. I don't need a second source either. I, I can report. Uh-huh. I can report that there is TP. I wanted to fire out a few tweets while I was uh, you know in the <laughs> facilities. And, you know, and there was no accessories. That's that's how you know Nick Kale loves you. Yes. Is if he. He's toilet toilet tweets you. Yeah, toilet, yeah. Tweets. toilet tweets. Double T. Could be a new segment. Stay Double tuned. T. You little cheeky. No, cheeky know. monkey. <laughs> were you looking at my bum? <laughs> bum looker. Yes, you were. Bum looker. You cheeky cheeky monkey. monkey. That is indeed the morning drive daily rewind. <laughs> Here's a picture of my dad. My daddy was asking for more credit. He said, I need more credit. I said, you're a wonderful dad. I think you're the best. (laughs) Apparently, that wasn't the credit he was looking for. That's so good. (laughs) Not as good as uh, what could very well be happening in just an hour and 38 minutes. um, Mm. And more tweets Mm. coming out with just just how big this could be historically for the Preds. Yeah, it would be the biggest contract. If, If, in fact, it's north of $9 million, it would not only be the biggest contract they've ever signed with an individual, but also the most money they've ever paid an individual in a, in a year. P.K. Subban's $9 million deal, I believe, the highest they've ever paid. I haven't double-checked that, but I'm pretty sure that's the highest they've ever paid anybody individually. Duchesne and Johansson, of course, both at $8 million. Shea Weber just under $8 million. Pecorine at $7 million. Uh, Pierre LeBun also reporting that talks heated up over the last three to four days. His sense a month ago was that Yossi's camp was around nine and a half. Asking price, Preds were at eight and a half, so both sides compromised to get it done. And the full no movement clause was huge part of that as well. This is again according to Pierre LeBrun on Twitter reporting this. So hour and a half, we'll see what the numbers are and what the details are, and we'll see what it looks like. Well, if those are the details, yeah, that carrot you dangled, you had to give more. It wasn't just a uh. You know, a couple of teams we won't trade you to. It's no, all of them. All of them. Yeah, I mean, it means he can't be yeah. waived. A full no movement clause, which is pretty rare. Duchesne didn't get that. That means he's got. Um, he cannot be waived. He cannot be assigned to the minors. He cannot be traded. Which means if he wants to play on the big squad for the National Predators for the entirety of the contract, it is completely up to Roman Yossi to do that. Which also would include his seasons aged thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven. Mm-hmm. So that that is something to consider on the back end of a very expensive, very lucrative contract. Coming up tonight, the Predators and the Blackhawks, a 7 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game at 6 o'clock here on 102.5. The game, the Predators, a healthy minus 202 favorite against Chicago, who's coming off of a four-game losing streak. The Predators have won three in a row. So we will certainly talk about that uh, game tomorrow on the show. What we think could very well be this Yossi News finalized later today. So in the world of sports radio, sometimes the gods, they just come down and they say, here, we're going to give you content for a show. Take you take, take it. it. Take you take it. Well, except take if you're it. the Titans, no trade deadline for you. Son. And that's true. We still got J-Rob today, too. Three o'clock. So we could be talking about Yossi uh, becoming a bazillionaire and John Robinson maybe making a move. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Probably not. I, doubt I, I think it, we're talking about Yossi being a millionaire, and I think we're not talking about the. I think we're talking about the Titans not making a move. 
Titans will pick up a guy yeah. from um, Kutztown University who's a third-string guard <laughs> for a conditional pick. That'll be John Robinson's day today. That's going pretty, on record. That's pretty eventful for yeah. Jay. Yeah, it actually is. Exactly right. It's better than zero. All right, Darren, Donick, and Chase, they are coming up next. They are live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will talk to you on what should be an action-packed Wednesday edition of Morning Drive. And as one man once famously said when he was signing off of social media, I'm just saying, take care. Bailey, DJ Nashville, I love you.